This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to the Awful and Awesome Entertainment Wrap. Hello, hello. This is the Awful and Awesome Entertainment Wrap, episode 74. This is Rajeshri Sen and... This is Abhinandan Sekri. Welcome to yet another episode where we will tell you what is worth a miss, what is worth a watch and what is an absolute must-watch in pop culture which includes cinema, plays, theatre, radio, television, Netflix series and very occasionally books because we Punjabis don't read books. And we Bengalis do but I don't want to make Abhinandan feel bad so I don't discuss books. Before we get into it, Rashi, I want to say, you know, all Bengali authors' books are all about what? a wife cheating on them in a, in a dissatisfied yeah. relationship. Like, it rained all night or there was a bench over there. Or it then, has these huh? kind of, or even umbrella, whatever that oh, like was made into. Oh, like there's rain and there's uh, adultery. Rain, there's rain, adultery. That's the theme of all these Bengali authors. Because what now you know why most Bengali men look a little sad, no? Okay, I there's didn't say good that. reason. <laughs> so, I'll tell you what we have in store today we have two films which one's Rajshri Sen? we have Kala and we have Jurassic World so see we've actually watched two films to review this week usually we, we always end up slacking on watching yeah, films yeah and our mind has blown <laughs> yeah, watching too much, both, both the films and Abhinandan has watched I watched three films this last he's week he's watched wow. three films over the weekend wow. so not, nobody should say he's not dedicated to the cause dude no wonder I was wondering why and was a shitty weekend and fabulous films my and then you have a Netflix series that you're reviewing for us which I haven't watched yes which is excellent which, which is I The must. Staircase which I I strongly recommend but I'll tell, tell everyone the details, why it's a documentary yeah uh, then we have the World Cup Anthem and I have something to say about World Cup Anthems down the years Rajshri mm-hmm. I'd like to ask you which is your favourite as well so you can think about it and the Quantico Controversy yes Priyanka Priyanka Chopra is basically she can do nothing right in the eyes of India very sad that they, she, she she just covered it out yeah but I don't out. think I'm impressed by ABC sticking their neck out for her though saying they basically so we'll get into that okay let's start with cinema no I want to say something about books though since we were talking about how we don't talk about books Penguin the publisher Penguin has released a statement saying oh, that... the publisher Penguin? I thought Penguin thought and Tarkbika had released not. a statement. Thank, I just I'm so glad you clarified. Thanks, Rajshri. <laughs> so, Penguin has said that they will now, when they publish books and decide which author to publish, they will take into account ethnicity, gender, sexuality, social mobility and disability. Books shape our culture and this should not be driven only by people who come from a narrow section of society. Now, uh, that means that now there's going to be a publisher is going to choose what books to publish. Which they always do. No, but it's going to have, there's going to be reservation in that. So there'll be 20% female writer, 20%. Which is fine. So according to me, I would not like to be chosen just because I'm a woman writer. Again, that is not, basically to give everybody representation is not... You know, I think there's a certain Indian, um, you know, um, popular mythology mm-hmm. has been built around. Reservation mm-hmm. is something that, oh, it's only because I'm X. Ex- 
like we have a newsroom at news laundry i would like the newsroom to have as many women as men i would like it to have a representation of uh, you know uh, the homosexual or gay individuals i would like it to have a representation of i'd love to have a sardar in the newsroom i'd love to have a christian in the newsroom for one like when i had a production room where i had only muslims hmm. on eid no production was done i know i remember so for that once, you remember yeah. that right yes. and, for uh, logistic for, for logistical but also i think a room of diverse people coming from diverse backgrounds brings out the best ideas from all backgrounds and i think it's not only because you're woman or gay or no but i agree in the case of a company or an office where people are collaborating and coming up with whatever work it is in the case of a book so lionel shriver who's a very well known author one of penguins authors Never has said she wrote this lovely book called uh, we Him, need to talk her. about uh, okay. kevin which okay. is about just before the columbine massacre right. in fact about her about, yeah. and at glf someone got up and asked her is it autobiographical mm. and she stopped for a second and she said no i don't have a child and to my child is not a shooter a school shooter so no it's not but she has said she said that i find it odd that my writing will be chosen of course she is not going to be in this because she's a very uh, sought after author she said i would not want my writing to be published simply because i'm a woman i want my writing to be published because it's because it's a like i feel a piece of music say sure but even a piece of music i think the logic behind having equal representation mm-hmm. across uh, gender identity huh. sexuality um backgrounds religion culture yeah. is desirable for reasons that are much bigger than my book is chosen because of xyz so i don't know i feel when it comes to creative arts in a developed world it's i don't see the necessity to let's agree to disagree a, on yes. this and but we did discuss books i just <laughs> okay we did vire the wedding vire the wedding ha so you reviewed it last week i hadn't yeah. seen it so i watched it uh, this week i just have one you know little comment to make mm. on it i enjoyed it i didn't think it was great and i didn't get knocked out um it was fun some of the jokes the, the opening gag was copied from friends where that girls don't hang up no you hang up no you hang up oh, huh. this is a when ross you know is dating yeah. that new girl and then rachel hangs up for him uh, it was a complete rip off and was badly done uh, i didn't think the acting was as bad as you had said i thought it was okay it wasn't great but it was okay do you think time. that your expectations you'd gone with low expectations so i don't you... know it was it was fun i thought i really like swara bhaskar uh, i think she's extremely hot uh, but the one thing that i thought weakness of the film was that while it set out to be a dil chahta hai hmm. you know dil chahta was to guys it was the quintessential guy bonding film yeah. it ended up being zindagi na milegi dobara which I, i had loved but i, I have been told and the problem in dil chahta and zindagi na milegi dobara dil chahta was made by farhan akhtar zindagi hmm. na milegi dobara was made by his sister hmm. uh, zoya akhtar yeah um both are about three guys who go on like this guy trip it was this yeah. guy guy film dil chahta hai was very, and it was all you know privileged rich hmm. brats going for this thing but in respect of the economic status there is a certain um you know chemistry and a and a dynamic hmm. uh, whether it's a power dynamic it's an emotional dynamic between guy groups yeah dil chahta hai got it its stereotypes were extremely uh, accurate stereotypes it's you know it's huh. it's Whereas Zindagi and the na, conversation was normal. Yeah, Zindagi na the middle of the war. It was they're trying to do it, but they don't get it. It was 
and i'll tell you the big difference is that zindagi na mere dobara was made by a girl hmm. who was trying to get the whole guy thing right yeah and dilshad was made by a guy so he got it right she got it re- i thought zindagi na was a really shitty film it was like no guy group is like that but, and the thing with this is i think it suffered from the same problem it's made by a guy so it is his kind of view yeah, of what a girl group women, is like yeah because women we don't talk like or at least women or even if they talk i think it there was it was a bit too much it was it too contrived at points but it was fun mm. and i and, and that last song was really crappy i thought that was i thought Badshah. the songs as such were quite crap but there were only four. two songs there were no, there were, didn't have any music i think that one or two songs it didn't no, have no no three four songs they also they released some songs which were i think all were uh, put into the end but i thought that guy acted very well, very well uh, sumit vyas who plays her boyfriend yeah he the, i thought he west, acted west delhi punjabi No, Bhandari, you're thinking. No, no, her. even her boyfriend is a West Delhi. He's Punjabi. also from West Delhi. Yeah, and oh, speaking of Bhandari, it doesn't even remind you of you. Who are you like watching and saying, "Shit, they made a First film all, with me"? First of all, Bhandari's it. car is worth more than what I have But I owned in my whole life. That character, I love because okay. I met men like that who are so and they're so focused. And, and you think I'm like that? Other than that. Pickup line is the very so I can imagine podcast, you telling someone. This podcast is produced f- by Shubham, who will be looking for a new co-anchor <laughs> next week because the CEO has spoken thus. Okay, let's get on to the films, Rashi. And you want to start with Kala? Kala. Okay. So we saw to just underline our dedication. We saw Kala, a late evening show, not realizing that it's a three-hour-long film, also. And this is the first uh, Rajnikanth film that I have watched. I haven't watched a film where he is the star. Mm. I watched that film Hum. But those days, Rajnikanth wasn't superstar Rajni. That uh, he was just another actor. Yeah. I mean that uh, Hum is, I think, nineteen ninety or ninety-one. One of the two uh, or ninety. It's it's ninety or ninety-one. Mm. And at that time, Amitabh Bachchan was the biggest star India had ever seen. So Rajnikanth, it, it's yeah, he was a supporting actor then. Yeah, so this is the first film that I've seen of his. I've seen like clips of his earlier films, and it's all very over the top. I this was surprisingly understated for by, what? Yeah, by Rajnikanth's uh, like reputation. So the film is set in Bombay in Dharavi, and he is the person. He's like the gang lord of. Uh, He's the slum lord. Basically, yeah. the plot of the film is there is a character Kala who is the head of a slum, uh, Dharavi, the largest slum, and they have a lot of land. But other than the fact that his social, uh, his social and econo- his economic bracket defines who he heads, there's also a caste angle that we are the people who clean everything because when he calls yeah. for a strike, people of that caste or community from across the city hmm. strike. um and his battle against a powerful builder slash politician lobby who are trying to take over their slum and giving these guys a like a fucked up deal kala kaisa naam hai re oh yeah kala matlab kal kal har kalan jang mein ladkar bachata hai ladta hai lad le lad le kab tak ladega dekhti hu main bhi i want to make this country clean and pure मेहनत का रंग मेरे चौल में आकर देख गंदगी भी रंगीन दिखाई देगी देवटेकिंग फिल्म 
is a very vocal dalit director he believes in he believes in people having like land is no one is owned by no one mm. and so on so his politics are very clear in this uh, film yes. which are not rajnikanth's politics we don't know that we don't no, know what rajnikanth's politics because rajnikanth is. went to uh, that tell me what was the mining thing Bellary. where those no no vedanta's uh, uh-huh, this right. thing and mm. he went and he gave a comment over there right he went when they were protesting and he said people need to stop protesting you mm. can't just keep protesting and demanding things which are not yours sure but he may have said that but i think rajni's politics is still confused it's not he's not clear maybe he's not but, but but someone of his stature and his kind of reach hmm will scrutinize a film very carefully before he accepts it especially yeah. when it's at the uh, at, at the dawn of when he just launched his political you yeah. know kind of grouping it should not be lost that this is the politics that he will kind of push otherwise he would not have done a film that was so political rajni yeah, films are this not political. is a very political film there's no like of course there's entertainment and there's lots of fighting so i loved the fight scenes mm. i thought they made the film worthwhile i do feel they all overact but i think that's the style of acting in the south at least in rajnikanth's films uh Nana Patekar is as usual playing the villain which I think he's also like Nawazuddin and all he just plays that same role mm. but he plays it extremely well. Mm. But uh, there are lots of references to Dalit history and so on which I I at least miss these that uh, there are references to Koliwara Kumbarwara there's uh, a Peria Chok yes. it was written I miss that it was called mm. Peria Chok and that uh, that you can see Marx Lenin and all that you keep Lenin seeing Lenin is the name of his son yeah, so I also. think um, my comments on the film are the following one is it's very political I think it's a very brave film to make um and i'll come to the treatment later which is really crappy but hmm. that is true for all i think most south. films in this huh. no i think south comes from awesome cinema but south popular cinema their huh. commercial cinema their I'm commercial saying. cinema yeah. is is really tacky even the rajamouli's whatever that film was called oh bahubali bahubali the overacting is a standard by every no hey hey yeah yeah is, everything is a little everything is a bit over the top and slightly demented type uh, but um a to make a film that very clearly your villain or your main villain is a major hindu shri ram supporter he has all the trappings of you know the conventional the bjp leadership what you yeah. would say from different parts and if you throw modi yogi adityanath and three four others of these swachh bharat is referred to digital india is digital maharashtra is referred yeah. to so nana patekar is the embodiment of all that one would find yeah. evil about the hindu right leadership So I think that's very brave to put them as the bad guys then to reverse the Ram Ravan kind yeah. of narrative that here in the climax there's a whole scene being described where Ram is vanquishing Ravan where Ram is you know the 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 metaphor, the, 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 the Ram equivalent is the Nana bad guys Nana Patekar yeah. and the Ravan equivalent is Rajni but huh. Rajni is actually the nice guy yeah. and he's the one who's been wronged and, and he's time, the muslim he's muslim and hari dada is hindu but he's not muslim he's uh, uh, he's muslim they show him doing namaz namaz but that is because he's a part no, of the no at least in the even in the background of the mm. characters that i was he's supposed to be muslim and he's come so he's supposed to be a tamil muslim who's come to bombay oh, and he right? settled okay. down I've, so it's okay, a muslim character wow okay and there's a okay. hindu so there's that also so he's also. muslim slash dalit yeah, but basically so, he's representing yeah, yeah. that so I think that was very brave to do uh, but um what doesn't work is a Rajni's age 
in the fight sequence rajni yeah. doesn't have the you know even um, there was this uh, film with arnold uh, arni arnold schwarzenegger and and uh, sylvester stallone 3 4 years ago i forget oh, which one oh they don't sorry escape plan correct yeah. that was uh, shubham's input yeah. in that you can make out they are old they don't have the movements in the fight sequences hmm. you know ev- you they're not really fighting but even a swift yeah. punch by a 65 year old doesn't have that you can make hmm. out it's a it's a very like kind of rusty movement so his fight sequences were terrible i think when people his age try to do fight sequences they don't work he's dancing they his, make him dance again, yeah, poor thing that's also yeah it's it's rusty uh, of course the overacting is a standard in treatment uh, in this film i think generally it was so slow the narrative but i was surprised that i've seen other rajni films huh. which are terrible they're so bad that it's fucking it's amazing. all overacting and it's overacting it's like he like like shake his finger like this and five people will fly off like how have they flown off like you haven't even touched them this happened in one scene here also huh. but there it's so over the top it's all about the scene entry it's like every frame is a piece of art and how can i make this piece of art show rajni is beating up 10 people so, so i did like some shots in this that fight sequence you're talking about most rajni films the whole film is like that oh okay okay then that would be a bit much Super this was slow five motion, minutes yeah one man beating up and then people. he turns and that yeah. umbrella i yeah. was for a second i felt oh now this no, this yeah, is so pesavasul what about huma qureshi abhinandan huma qureshi i thought one, you know so she is you quite like you should think she's very hot man um <laughs> so um uh, huma qureshi when she entered and there was this moment between them huh. i thought the dynamic would be that Huma is this girl he's brought up you know like a bajrangi bhaijaan kind of relationship it's so backward or, or there would be some other you know back story that when she was a child he rescued her from the slum and but then when she, it turned out that they were like boyfriend girlfriend they almost got married and he said like, 30 years back and i was she must be 40 42 i don't even think she's actually like 36 so she would have been 6 when he was romancing her so i just think that was ridiculous but the clever thing they did was that they've done the whole back story not huh? through actual footage but through sketches yeah, and yeah. graphic animation yeah so that and, they've done and yeah. they've done that cleverly because if they had to show 30 years ago what she looked like they would then how would they do it would like be like pedophilia also but so. no but the women characters though i must say they are very strong women characters and especially the woman who plays his wife mm. she acted really well yeah, i felt yeah and uh the that girl is there who also acted in Newton she plays uh his basically his son's girlfriend Tufani right in this so there are moments in the film i like the thought behind the film it's just very long also these 2 hour 45 minute films get to me after point unless they are really interesting but i think this will pretty much be my first and last rajnikanth film all right well <coughs> i Yeah, I'd say go watch it, but it's kind of slow. It's I I recommend people to watch it just for its politics. Yeah, true. So now coming to Jurassic World, which is the fifth uh, in the franchise. Yeah, series. that's what it seems. I'm because this film, the first one was made like when we were twenty years old. I think we so are the same film. age. So don't. club me in your youthful league i'm no, much older no but like it was made around 20 years back so this is the fifth one supposedly supposedly means i'm actually a little confused because fourth fifth, because there are two t- jurassic worlds this is jurassic world fallen kingdom hmm. and uh it stars uh this guy who i really like chris pratt okay 
and it stars Bryce Dallas Howard. They are all repeats also from the earlier ones. Okay. But in this case, there's only so much you can do with the dinosaurs. So in this case, there's a volcano on that island. The volcano is going to erupt. There's no suspense over here, so it's okay. And what do you do with these dinosaurs that man has created? Well, do you on save the island, them? They'll all get perished. Or do, yeah. Yeah, do you save them? or do, So there's this dilemma. There's this ethical dilemma mm. because we have played God and we have created these animals. And do you just say that, okay, anyway, they were not supposed to be here, but now they are here, but we don't have to take responsibility for them. So that is what the film is essentially about, to save or not to save. Jeff Goldblum is back as the person who had created these dinosaurs. Who's the most annoying actor I've come across. And he has who's this another very... one who has the same? He doesn't yeah, change he, his... And he has this way of talking, which is like so, so pretentious. It's just... Yeah. And yeah. I've seen his normal interviews are also like that. So he, he is that person. Basically. And so what did you think of the... I thought it was a really crappy film. <laughs> it sucked like a fucking vacuum cleaner. It was... Thank um, God you said that. Huh? Terrible... Uh, <laughs> it was a uh, terrible uh, plot. It was uh, like, you know... Now it's just a money-making thing. It's like, bhai, ab FD hai, to chalo cash karte rehte, interest jo aata hai. Otherwise, there is nothing left in this huh? basically concept. Because... The whole thing of Jurassic Park, which was released when I was in my mid-twenties probably, and you must have been much yeah, younger. Yeah, of course. It was huh. like you hadn't seen, you know, dinosaurs come to life on the big screen. It was like yeah. a spec... It was a, as the, you know, Punjabi says, spectacle, tha, spectacle. Meri teedi wedding jo hui. Set jo set tha, spectacle tha, ekdam. Spectacle dekh lo So it was spectacular. Yeah. In that sense. So you saw it and it was like, whoa. And it had a good plot. Now, brother, you have done the second, then the third, then the fourth. Now, brother, we have seen Dinosaur. Now, what this is doing is, it is like Aliens meets Planet of the Apes. You know, you've created this thing and they've taken over the city and they're coming. Yeah. And that, you know, that main dinosaur that creates havoc has been genetically engineered. Hmm. So, it's not a real dinosaur either. And it was so intelligent. It's not a real, I like the way I've done this. It's not a real dinosaur. No, in the sense, other the T-Rex or those ha, other ones. Oh, those, yeah, They yeah. existed. This is a hybrid. The yeah. one they've created has never existed. Yeah. So it's a, and it is so clever that it smiles and it is slimily. It knows the data that's going to be fired. It is knows a, everything. I mean, fuck. It's like that. Have you seen this? This thing, it's a film about these very intelligent sharks. Yeah, that's so bad. Yeah, it's deep like blue. that. Yeah, the it's the same. It's that deep scene. blue dinosaur this is. Yeah, it's a shit film basically. But the, what, so I checked when the first one was released in 1993. Now that to me is really yeah. impressive. Dude, because you were in school. You were in class yeah, 9 or 8. I was, no, I like class 2 only I was in. Let's hmm. say 93, I was in class 10, class 9 I was in. So uh, what did I say? Nine or eight. You okay. have to just correct me. We even because I'm Bengali. Na? Yeah, exactly. That's the problem with all of you. See how Bengali say I'm sorry instantly. Right. But the special effects in this and in the 1993 film are the same. I find that really impressive. That way back then, that's why we were so impressed by that film. Because we'd never... It was also that whole concept. It was a nice concept. Of course. It was brilliant. I think it was awesome. Yeah. I, and at that time, if I'm not wrong, it was the highest grossing film up to that point. And then Titanic, Titanic came and overtook. But at that time, it was bigger than any film that had ever come before. Um, so, I, yeah. Long story short, it's a shit film. You're watching it. You're waiting for, for it to finish. But that actor, he's very cool. I've seen him in some other Who? film. The main guy in it. Chris Pratt. He's in... 
Avengers. He's Guardians of the Galaxy. That chap. Oh no wonder he's yeah. really good. He's very good and he's very funny. Usually mm. also when he so there's this whole thing about which Chris do you like the most? Chris Hemsworth, Chris Pratt, and there's another Chris. Three Chris Tupper. Pine, Chris Tupper, no. <laughs> and so there's one trivia thing though that when Steven Spielberg had created the Velocity mm. Velociraptors, they are called, he had wanted to show them in the film as ten feet high. Mm. Velociraptors were never that high, mm. that tall. And just before the film was being, they discovered one. They discovered a sub strain Maybe of it. Maybe it's the biggest that. hoax of its time just to legitimize his film scientifically. Ha, don't be like he kind that. of Anything is possible, you know. No, but it's a, like, if you've never seen Jurassic Park, then go and see no, Jurassic Park. No, don't. <laughs> go see the original one. Let's move on. Shit film. <laughs> Fucking waste of time. Oh. How much time I wasted this week, my this God. This, you've really been very dedicated. Mm. We will move on to our ambassador abroad. Our main ambassador abroad, not PM Modi, Priyanka Chopra. Hmm. So Priyanka Chopra is held responsible for everything. I'm surprised she hasn't been held responsible for dating a white man. Why did she not date a Indian sitting over there? So she's dating Nick Jonas. Do you know who Nick Jonas is? No. He's, he's one a, of the... He's the guy whose parents couldn't pronounce Jones. And they're from Punjab. <laughs> is it? Jonas is Nick Jonas is Jonas, sir, Jonas. Now, moving on from the bad joke, Nick Jonas is a very well-known singer. Achha. Okay, your What's niece will know. Now, don't ask me so many. That Achha, he's very well-known he's singer. Very, I'm, I'm not that generation. Nah? This is for two generations. Oh, and more, most importantly, he's you 10 years younger than Priyanka Chopra. Nice. So, by Indian standards, it's like the brains must be exploding. But that's not why she's in the news. Hmm. Priyanka Chopra acts in this very shoddy show which I had the misfortune of reviewing called Quantico. Hmm. In Quantico, she's like a CIA operative, whatever they, uh, like she's studied at Quantico, trained at Quantico, which is where the academy is. And now she does anti-terrorism squad and all that. In that, there's an episode last week which was shown where they uh, foil this terrorist attempt. And when they catch the guy, they say that we are uh, Islamic uh, this thing terrorists mm. and she is leaning over this body she is wearing first of all I think that's where the Quantico people should uh, file a complaint against her mm. she's dressed like she's going to a party and her hair is blow dried and all that and she's looking over this dead body and she says that's a lie and she picks up this Rudrakshmala and she said he's wearing a Rudrakshmala mm. a Rudrakshmala other her colleague her American colleague says what is that so she says Rudraksh is worn by Hindus. So she says, mm. you are actually a Hindu terrorist who's trying to frame Muslims. Muslims. Mm. And this guy says, do you know what this? So the guy who she's saying this to says, do you know what they've done to uh, Hindus? And that's uh, to, yeah, to Hindus. That's why we are doing this counter, this thing. Mm. This was shown. It's a fiction show. It's not the best fiction show. It's being pulled off air anyway. But the Hindus in India got, Hindus in India and abroad, I have to say, mm. got really upset. David Frawley, a Hindu scholar based in the United States, tweeted, the myth of Hindu terror by a fake story enters American television with the help of Priyanka Chopra. Would any Pakistani actress betray Pakistan or Islam the way she betrays this? India and Hinduism? David Frawley, he's a Hindu scholar oh, based he's in the... Who's he's he? that idiot troll, yeah. He's basically the 
white poster boy for all these daft hindu like so he's just one of the people mm. and there was on twitter she phase and they must have written into abc so and this all. show has gone on it's gone it's over it's gone it's over that's so it's not episode. like it's gone or anything no the episode has been people were watching and they said are ye to hindu hai Achha, like okay. that but abc released a statement now the beginning of the statement i agree that it's good to clear this because obviously these are duffers who think that the actresses mm. that Jennifer Aniston used to write what her episode will be mm. on friends so they've said the episode has stirred a lot of emotion much of which is unfairly aimed at Priyanka Chopra who did not create the show nor does she write or direct it she mm. plays no creative role in this mm. other than acting but then and they've said she has no involvement in the storylines depicted in the series Then they've said the show has featured antagonists of many different ethnicities and backgrounds hmm. but in this case we inadvertently and regrettably stepped into a complex political issue it was certainly not our intention to offend anyone hmm. I feel it is quite pathetic that a channel a studio has had to apologize for a fictional storyline yeah. that too in a TV show which is being shown in the states hmm. but obviously they know they have a massive indian audience the market here is huge exactly so i think it's a question of the market i think it's one of the dumbest things ever to get outraged about every james one film um demonized whatever was the western you know if it was milosevic for yeah, you know parts exactly. of europe then it was that part of europe it was some czech operative or it was you know a slovak yeah. who was the villain um you know sometimes it's a north korean some for the longest time it was only russia was which was mm. 007 was up against russia so it you know so it it keeps but it's fiction fucks it and i just find it it's embarrassing as an indian uh, you know what people be thinking like what's wrong with these dudes like exactly that you're outraging that over this everything that's they're just i mean it's really appu i still understood barely yeah, i understood a different thing but this is like ridiculous this so. is and that she she had to tweet and apologize also Which, and i understand no but i understand in a way she has to come back yeah, and work true. in I india mean, yeah i mean i, I sympathize it with must her, be horrible yeah. to think that shit now i'll have to apologize so she she wrote i'm extremely saddened and sorry that some sentiments have been hurt i'm i I'm a proud Indian and that will never change that you have to keep proving your patriotism mm. every stop, step of the way but for some reason she gets blasted every time so when she went for that wedding mm. Meghan Markle's wedding Jaya Jaitley tweeted that it's very sad that she did not feel that she should yeah, wear but a sari but it's also because of you know out of work politicians have nothing to do so this i mean this is the best way to kind of but then noticed. what about when she was for unicef she went to those bangladesh camps rohingya right? the, rohingya yeah, that's i think that, Again. that's saying it's because it, it's the um, anyway it's the, it's a question of wag the dog so yeah. twitter's outrage about everything and that unfortunately many indian politicians take the cue of what a talking point should be hmm. from their twitter base so it is like Uh, kind of pandering to the lowest common denominator because yeah. twitter is the is the graveyard for sense mm. and if that's where you're picking up your cues from you're fucked so on that note i'll just have this um feedback email yes from pranenikam hmm dear macron miss sen and bhandari <laughs> mr sekri who's macron macron oh, oh, acha and bhandari <laughs> while i am still somber recovering from the blow The news of Anthony Bourdain's death has delivered. I must reply to your mention of my answer email in the last episode. Do I think you both are wonderful? Well, in one of my previous mails, I have called Abhinandan a dick. So you tell me. <laughs> 
on a serious note, I absolutely adore you guys and find the show marvelous. Thank you so much. Always keep looking forward to the next upload before Abhinandan brings more sarcasm in the world. Yes, I am a subscriber. <laughs> okay, Thank you, Pranay. But is your entire family a subscriber? Not they can't be a subscriber. Huh. But is your entire family subscribing? Otherwise, always, there's no point. Always ask for more, na? Yeah, always. And to answer this week's question in the movie Solo, a Star Wars story, the Harrison Ford movie, Indiana Jones is referenced multiple times. There are five Indiana Jones references. Barging but his in- are not correct. Okay, <laughs> barging into a mine, freeing enslaved miners, and desperately trying to manhandle a mining cart is similar to scene from Temple of Doom. Dryan prominently displayed a crystal skull in his office. This is reference movie. So this is the one, the crystal skull. Yeah, that is the so, one. So you're wrong. Yeah. He has got one of them. Is right. Twice in the film, Han steals a move from Indiana Jones by trying to pilot a ship through two giant structures. First when he's driving a speeder between two buildings where it promptly gets stuck and later when he pilots the Falcon between two massive asteroids in the Maelstrom. This calls back to one of the best bits of banter between Indiana and Elsa in Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade. Are you crazy? Don't go between them. Go between them. Are you crazy? During the attempted train heist, Mm. Chewie ends up dangling out of the cargo Train just as it passes close to a rock face and almost gets his head knocked off by an outgrowing mirrors. Mirroring a scene in Last Crusade when Indiana is almost decapitated while fighting a Nazi on a tank. The plot of Solo is roughly similar to Last Crusade. And then he's told us, you know, oh. that bit. And then he dies. The guy who... So, uh, thanks Pranay. That's, I'm very impressed with your yeah. knowledge of, of Indiana Jones and uh, this other film, Star Wars. Thank you for the mail. Thank you for subscribing. And guys, be like uh, Pranay. Subscribe <laughs> because we need money to run this shop. And we don't take advertising because that would compromise our opinion and we'd have to hold back um, just like ABC and everybody does. But if you guys support us and sustain us, we don't really give a rat's ass what brands think we're saying about them. So they exactly. can just fuck off. <laughs> okay. So uh, Okay then. So, what do we want to discuss let's just, next? Let's, let's have a little hat tip to Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. So, I'm a big fan of Anthony Bourdain. Mm. Other than because I like cooking and eating. Mm. But I do feel that he was one of the most natural TV hosts. That they are travel show hosts. And I also feel the way he reinvented himself. Because it was in his 40s that he reinvented himself. And he became this writer and he became a travel show host as well. But the way in which he was able... Because his travel show wasn't just about come there hills here and all. He used to always have very strong cultural commentary. And he he was just one of those people who was very good at observing people and getting the best out of people. What I find... Like, I just feel it's very sad that people who are this talented... And who do contribute to society end up killing themselves. No, I don't think all of them end up killing themselves. He was one. but No, yeah, I'm saying when sad. someone like that. Yeah, I think it's very sad. But, you know, although I have a... Um, what? Theory that it may have been a flashback of some years as a drug. Because, of course, I'm, I'm one of those... Pop psychologists. I was going to say Abhinandan is not talking out uh, from experience. No, but you know, typically people like Robin Williams hmm. uh, and that other comedian who killed Jim. himself. Um, Robin Williams uh, killed no, himself. Rob- and there was another one, this fat guy. He's uh, I forgot yeah, his name. Yeah, in uh, SNL. He's, 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 I forgot. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's been in SNL as well. Um, you could tell there's something wrong with these guys. A because there was, or even Jim Carrey. I can yeah. I, I can very well believe that he's depressed because huh. they're so over the top. Try, trying so hard to be funny and happy. It's and also like a high. And it's a like, yeah, so 
there's something not quite right there and yeah. some people are obviously depressed are depressed yeah he seemed so like casual and regular about everything so it was just but you know just being on the road for like 250 days of the year yeah, of especially the year when it's not a film unit a film unit is like 200 people there's a hero heroine but his director. unit used to be the same unit has worked with him for yeah but still must be lonely it. being on the road for 250 days to 60 days of the year so what i find odd though i agree with what you're saying the two things which i find odd but then if you're if you're in depression i don't think those things matter to you at that point one is that he had a child he mm. recently mm. as in going by his age he's 61 he has a 11 year old daughter and he had said so he has referred to his depression oh he has yeah so he had once given an interview about uh, that you know the reason why i keep working is so that i don't have a minute alone with my thoughts because there's a blackness and another time he said that when i'm sitting in an airport terminal and i picked up a burger and i take a bite of the burger and the burger just is a okay burger but something as small as that can plummet me into a depression which lasts for really but now the thing is when you read it in retrospect it sounds like oh he's talking about de- depression now when you read it then you thought he's talking about bad food can plunge you into depression mm. but he was a very intense man you can make out when sure. he talks about yeah. anything he used and to and he's very smart the thing is that you know artists and extremely very smart artists they kind of internalize all the pain and ugliness that they see around yeah. and considering when he went to cambodia uh and yeah. he went to many asian countries he's gone vietnam he's gone to lots of very like and borneo his, and all he's been to his his views on uh, henry kissinger uh, yeah. well known I think that whole internalizing so much of pain external pain kind of is a spiral which you kind of it's hard to snap yeah, out so of. Yeah, so I I do think it so I used to follow him on Instagram and he has one of the most normal Instagram feeds he used to have so there'd be stuff about Asya Argento who was his girlfriend and who was one of the main people who accused Harvey Weinstein. and about her she was part of the crew she had become part of the crew about his travels about some news so he had posted about the place he was going to be covering the next day and he was on a shoot in mm-hmm. france so no one really knows what happened but i it's the first time i've actually felt a little sad about a stranger mm. dying So the World Cup anthem is released it's called mm. Live It Up as World Cup anthems go I'm not really impressed uh, just to let you know I'm a huge football fanatic I love football I love watching it I love playing it it's the one thing that I would the football reason Football suck it's soccer I don't care call it whatever fuck you want it's the game that we you know what we're talking about uh, and if I could live my life over again I'd just like to spend it playing football and nothing else none of this stupid fucking journalism and podcasts <laughs> and fucking reading Why you don't shit. want to be an entrepreneur? No, I just want to be a sportsman but just that <laughs> that that ship has sailed. Hmm. So uh, this World Cup anthem has is by Nikki Jam featuring Will Smith and Ira Istrefi. So I know who Will Smith is. I didn't know who Nikki Jam was. So I found out Nikki Jam is an American singer and songwriter. He's best known for his hits such as I can't pronounce this. Travisuras and some De other Busco. songs. So obviously he's Mexican. Are, yeah, so I think that's a statement that they've put yeah. a middle finger to Trump. <laughs> and Isa Istrefi, yeah, is um Kosovo singer. So she's from Kosovo. Oh. She's very beautiful, but she has one expression throughout and but for her some voice reason, is also nothing great. I mean how can you tell there were like 5 10 people singing at the same time but anyway so yeah 
So what do you think? Do you have a favorite World Cup anthem as well? I World Cup only, go? I've only, I only remember Shakira, mm. and Ricky Martin had sung one. Yeah, one. that's that's that I favorite. had really liked. What so was Ricky Martin? Shakira song? is uh, PK's wife. PK is uh, the defender from Barcelona. <laughs> I'm looking at you. I thought the way you said it, it's someone we know. Oh, he's a footballer. So he's probably better known than most people we discuss on this podcast the world PK. over. Yeah. Gerard Pique, he's the Barcelona and he's okay. in the Spanish team. He um, used to be with, I think, Man U a long time ago, huh. if I'm not wrong. And um, so, yeah, so he, he's written a very good piece, in fact, on as a 20-year-old when he had first time, he made a mistake. Oh, of course, which I sent you. Yeah, yeah, you'd send that. I didn't know he was famous. That's, that's Shakira's husband. I just thought it was a really yeah, well-written article. But between article. the two of them, Shakira's probably better known. Okay. She's more famous. Huh. So, um if you want to know about so one thing I found out was World Cup anthems there is no system for them to be chosen okay they can just be chosen and randomly yeah so basically but uh, it's very bad this one like it did nothing bad. for me but maybe it'll grow on you but there is a piece in the Atlantic which the link is below it's called huh. a history of World Cup anthems from officially sanctioned uh, garbage to grassroots hits uh, it doesn't tell you much about how all of them are selected but it does tell you that there is no wave around huh. World Cup a lot of singers start releasing songs oh. that are about football so hoping that hoping you get picked because if okay, your song okay. gets picked then the whole fucking world knows because it okay. is the most watched event ever on, on earth the World Cup football World Cup yeah that's as true a consistent and so, I watch it just to see that performance before okay. they'll do one performance and, I, and the ads they do have some they ads, do ads. Right? So I just think um, so. This article, I don't agree with it. It it is too pretentious. Uh, it calls basically every anthem which is slightly nice shit. But uh, the France 1998 was the cup of life. Ricky Martin. Oh, that's it the one. It made I a superstar. Really... I thought that was the coolest. That's the one I really like. Un dos tres. Yeah. Ole, oh, that's ole, ole. And Shakira's was what? Shakira's was in the year 2010. Waka waka. Oh, that's waka, waka, waka. I liked it. Na, 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 but na, I think she got na, trashed for it. They hadn't liked it. And then there was it. a Pitbull J-Lo. Oh, that one also I remember. Yeah, it's called uh, We Are One. And it had this really hot woman called Claudie Lette. I don't know how you pronounce her name. But right. basically... J-Lo's also hot. I was seeing this video. No, Claudie was hotter. <laughs> uh, the, uh, But it's it's ironic in the World Cup, we're discussing how hot the chick was who was singing, singing yeah. a song. Because... If you see on the earlier ones, like when the British World Cup mm. in 66 or wherever it was in, in the huh. UK and the German World Cup anthem, the German World Cup song sounds like a national anthem. It's so fucking boring. It's like, and even the video but is... But that I can imagine. The Germans are the, serious The English people. World Cup uh, anthem, and of course, you're talking about the 60s and 70s. Huh. It sounds like when you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. But it's sweet. When you're happy and you know it, say fuck <laughs> off, fuck off. I mean, like, it's... um. But, yeah, so anyway, that's that. You can watch it here. Uh, tell us what you think of the World Cup anthem and do write in and tell us which is your favorite World Cup anthem. But I thought Will Smith was totally wasted because I really like his music, usually. Okay, you don't find... I find Will Smith extremely hot and talented. Other yeah. than he's a Scientology, uh, this thing. Then there you go. Member. That kind of cancels everything. Yeah. Now, the thing which I was very impressed by was Soccer Aid, which Robbie Williams, I didn't know that Robbie Williams had started Soccer Aid. Soccer Aid is happens every year in uh, England. And 
in soccer aid you have two teams they are celebrity teams mm. they call them the uk team and the world team they call them mm. and uh, robbie williams started this in 2006 he other than for one year he has played every year and this year the two teams were led by his team was led by him mm. and the rest of the world was led by uh, usain bolt yeah and robbie williams team also had mo farah in it we was But what runner okay mo farah's the other guy who's like usain bolt like really fast okay, so okay. usain bolt was interviewed on his mm. sir mo farah though Hmm. and uh Usain Bolt was interviewed on Graham Norton and they at so Graham Norton said so what do you think of Mo Farah hmm. so he said not much because all he does during practice is keep running around so i don't think he's going to manage to do anything but the lineup they have like you will know most of these people so they and have they, a, and they raise money for UNICEF they raise money for UNICEF and incredible 24 million pounds has been raised over the last 10 years which is not that much but it's all sales it's ticket sales and all and these people play for free but it's very very popular hmm. so the we'll have the link to the video below i Let's thought it was it great fun Yeah I think football does so much good in the world in fact there was this controversy recently when the Argentinian team refused to go and play in Jerusalem yeah and was thanked by Palestine I mean I think football has the most impact and I I'll we'll just just move on to your Netflix series otherwise I won't stop talking but I mean But you being, did like what I sent you that video of the that yeah, they're doing nice. this I think football is an amazing sport all that it's done I, I think cricket is such a fucking waste of time I I just get disgusted when people who are young tell me i play cricket and like, dude you're Please. fucking wasting your youth so anyway kevin peterson is also part of this uh, team i didn't know that mo farah is actually called sir mo farah he was knighted by the queen because he's actually british mm. and uh, but usain bolt's team lost and robbie williams team won so Great. i don't think that would have gone down Go, well but it was very it's very fun and i'm impressed that their celebrities actually think of doing things which don't make them money hmm which our celebrities will have a football league but it's to no here make... they'll do it if the, the government of the day tells them to do an ad for yeah. them it's Then never they'll... done by themselves no they won't do shit also the uk government whatever money is raised the uk government pays an equal sum to unicef wow, so although maybe you're being a little unfair i there are who? a lot of celebrities who do good work Uh, you know they have foundation but by and large it's not it's not big enough to be impactful yeah that's yet. what i'm saying it's not charitable to this extent like if it's sure. a gala event then it's to make money right that's all i'm saying so there's this new show on netflix which i think everyone at least i've watched four four episodes now and uh, it's a long series it's 13 episodes it's called the staircase it's a um, documentary on this murder trial which of the death of in 2001 of Kathleen Peterson who was married to this author called novelist called Michael Peterson she was found at the bottom of the stairs basically he said she fell down the stairs he was sitting outside near the pool hmm. she fell down the stairs and but the only thing is that her wounds were not like did not match a staircase fall Okay. Because she was covered in blood there were like multiple lacerations on her head like a blunt uh, object has been used and so on. Kathleen Peterson was found dead at the bottom of the couple staircase. Peterson's husband is novelist Michael Peterson. The cop was on me instantly. There was sufficient evidence to warrant a trial. The injuries are not consistent with a fall down the stairs. The charge 
First degree murder. Now, what's interesting is that this is this has been shot over 16 years. Wow. This documentary. And the first eight episodes were originally aired in 2004. They'd done it after the first. Then again, the trial opened up. So it was shot. More episodes were shot. And now there are 13 episodes. The same director who started it has ended the series. And uh, like many of the other documentaries on murder mysteries and all, it doesn't really have a conclusion. You don't know who did it. But to me, it's spectacular the way they follow a family and a case and the access also given. Yeah, and I mean, and do they crack it at the end? Is it like making a murderer? No. Or like that other one I told you, the jinx, Hmm. Robert does that four-part which they actually didn't crack, but he let, like, he didn't realize that he was miked when he says, yes, I killed her. Yeah. And he got, he went back to jail. But over here, supposedly, I haven't seen it till the end, but they are very tight episodes. You don't get the feeling that some of the first eight episodes have been shot in 2004. You yeah, definitely I think don't the, get the that. The thing is, as you know, having shot documentaries in 16 days, hmm. one thing that Prashant, who was my, uh, you know, co-founder of Small Screen, we always said that documentary is the only thing to make a good documentary is time. Because whenever we'd go for any of these festivals, yeah. the documentaries that would win the awards are ones that had been shot over eight years, seven years, four years, six. And here, you know, because your budget's like three lakhs, yeah. three lakh, four lakh, so you can shoot kar sakte ho. But you can't. The documentary is telling a story of how it evolves ups and downs. And nothing happens in a half a month or even a month. Exactly. So the longer you can shoot it, for example, Hoop Dreams, which was the first commercially released documentary film mm-hmm. it, it followed the lives of these two 13 year olds for five years who were very talented basketball players and you know how they go on to whether yeah. they make it or not in the NBA when the draft is picked it was um, it was I think over three hours it was a documentary film shot of five years following these two kids mm-hmm. really talented basketball mm-hmm. players and it got a commercial release in the US and it was I mean if you google Hoop Dreams it's one of the it's, it's a defining documentary film a changed documentary film yeah um, but that's the kind of time and effort that you need. And, you know, at the end of five years, nothing dramatic may happen. Exactly. Documentary filmmaking is one of the biggest investments. You have to invest your fucking life in something that may not turn out. So this guy has explained, the directors explained how they did this. He said, we signed a confidential agreement with David Rudolph, who was the defense. And we signed a confidential agreement with the prosecution that nothing will be released before the verdict. So all the material that they filmed was sent to Paris, put in a box after the first episode, eight episodes, the defense attorney watched the entire thing and he said, I have to give it to him that he played it that fair. That he said, we don't want to change anything. And I've seen the first four episodes. It really seems like the guy is guilty. Like I, if I was the defense attorney. Also, they show that when you have money behind, like when you have lots of money, the way you can have a legal team work with you. So they do focus Salman Khan concurs. Yeah, most Salman Khan just runs over the people over here. They have focus groups outside the town where the lawyers, his defense lawyers present their case and they have these people who don't know them saying that was it convincing, was it not, what worked, what didn't and then they tailor it. rehearsals, wow. Wow. It is stunning to see how it's done. Mm. But uh, definitely watch it. It's just been uh, released. It's on right now. 
and it is very very good on that note um now rajshree will tell us this week's question and also gives you last week's answers and those who got it right uh, meanwhile do write in to contact at newslaundry um contact at newslaundry.com and tell us what you'd like rajshree and me to review yeah or pelo gyan about um or shut up about leave your you can send in your emails with suggestions contributions and other gyan that you want to pelo you can leave the views on rajshree's timeline yes, or mine yes of course uh, and um, rajshree what do we have for our no so last today? time's question was i give the question and answer was that in um, in solo there is a tribute to harrison ford which has nothing to do with the earlier star wars films what is the tribute the tribute is that the golden idol which was also called the fertility idol and which looks like a head like a golden head basically from the opening scene of raiders of the lost ark can be seen sit on the table in the meeting room of the villain played mm. by Bob, Paul Bettany uh Dryden boss his name is so that is the reference that was there the people who got it correct are Hariharan Suresh Yogeshwar Avinash Yadav and Pranay all right well Thank done you. gentlemen all and- gentlemen no ladies Mm. There's no now like penguin I will only accept answers 20% of answers from women 20% from other minorities and the rest from men So the rest would be how much 60% hey, Genius you are Ram you are you are Ramanuja boss So smart Ramanuja watch bomb So I'm going to give one trivia I will give uh. That in is this the official question? The question is after trivia. Okay, this is just general. Just to show. It's general. Show up. A little show up trivia. In Jurassic Park, there is so there's always a reference in Jurassic Park to other films like Jaws and all all uh, Steven Spielberg films usually. So there's a reference in Jurassic Park to a Godzilla movie where the T-Rex is entering San Diego, and you see these Japanese tourists running and they are talking to each other. If you translate what they are saying, the Japanese tourist one is telling the other, "I left Japan to get away from this because it's like Godzilla coming in." Which is quite cool. That and the same actually, thing happens in this. Yeah, Godzilla also enters. No, no, in tra- this also the same thing happens. Yeah, it's the same scene, just it's a T-Rex, oh. which looks so. But there were Japanese in this film. I didn't see any Japanese. No, in that earlier. But no, what does it have to do with this? Actually, no, 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 nothing no. to do with this. It's the earlier. Okay. Uh, this okay. thing. Now, in this, uh, in Jurassic Park three. There's an actual along with all the special effects and That's all that. That's the this Jurassic Park. No, this is the Jurassic one. Park three. Yes. Okay. Uh, there's an actual shot. There's real actual footage. There's real footage that shows the magnificence of these beasts. Yeah. So Tell what us. is this? I want the exact, no vague. This what thing is, is exact. A, Describe what is that footage. Describe what is that footage, and there's a person in that footage. I need the name of the person as well. Okay, fine. So this can't be googled. Your questions are getting better and better. better. It's so good sometimes. Like I sit down for ten minutes and I just marvel at myself, and then I get okay, up. Fine. Okay, fine. I'll just. Won't subject our <laughs> listeners to this. The very few that we have. Thank you for listening. Please write in support news laundry. Pay to keep news free. Yes. Tell us what you want us to talk about. And in your answers or anything to do with this podcast, please write awful and awesome. Yeah. Otherwise, we there are lots of podcasts. Listen to the other podcasts and be like Rajeshree. Subscribe to News Laundry. Thank you, Rajeshree sir. Thank you, Mr. Sekri. It's a wrap. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. 
to catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.